Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist lay people dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today discusses the results of an annual conference vote to replace the UMC logo. Our annual conference churches are now actually starting to open. And for a denomination of the Church of Jesus Christ, what's really in a name? Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Our episode today is entitled Logos, Opening, and What's in a Name? Well, the North, North Texas Annual Conference voted to replace the Cross and Flame logo of the United Methodist Church last week and will file a petition for the replacement of the UMC's 52-year-old symbol at General Conference. Also, our annual conference has started back up to and including Christian education. And speaking of Christian education, is there really a method in Methodism? But before we get into all that, who's here? Ryan. Nikki. John's here. And Greg. Well, it's known in the United Methodist Church as the Cross and Flame, but the denomination's logo, two red flames intertwined with a thin black cross, means something else to the Reverend Edlin Cowley, pastor of Fellowship United Methodist Church near Dallas. It reminds Cowley, who is black, of the first burning cross he saw. He was 10 years old, riding in the car with his family from Marshall, Texas, where his dad pastored Miles Memorial Christian Methodist Episcopal Church to Shreveport, Louisiana. His mother pointed it out, burning alongside the freeway, explaining that the symbol was meant to instill fear in black people. Quote, no longer should we be represented by an image that was devised to evoke fear in the minds of so many, unquote, Cowley wrote this summer for the United Methodist News Service. Now, one of the United Methodist Church's regional conference has taken up the call to replace the denomination's logo because of its association for many with the racist imagery of a burning cross. The North Texas Annual Conference voted 558 to 176 at its annual meeting last weekend, September 19th, to send legislation to the 2021 General Conference, the denomination's global decision-making body, to begin the process for changing that logo. Quote, if the logo itself has become a stumbling block to part of the population we're trying to reach, then it's time for a change. Quote, unquote, the Reverend Clayton Oliphant, who chairs the North Texas delegation to the General Conference, told United Methodist News Service. The move comes as the General Conference's quadrennial meeting in Minneapolis was postponed for more than a year from May 2020 to two weeks in late August and early September 2021 due to the coronavirus pandemic. Most notably, delegates at that meeting are set to discuss a proposal to split the denomination over decades-long disagreement on same-sex marriage and the ordination of LGBTQ clergy. It also comes as the UMC, the second-largest Protestant denomination in the United States, launches an initiative called Dismantling Racism. So, a lot of stuff there. Wow. A lot of stuff to unpack. What do y'all think of that? Um, I think first and foremost, uh, while if it was a burning cross... I could see where that would be a problem. However, it is a cross and it is a flame. The two are separate of one another in our in our logo. Um, you know, we all know what the cross means. We know what the flame means. The flame, right. you know, is Pentecost. It is the Holy Spirit. Representative okay. of the Holy Spirit. So, like I said, if the cross itself was burning and on fire, Yes, 
this path, this river got has got a point. Absolutely, it should be changed. However, they are two totally separate issues here. Ryan, don't so. you think it's convenient that this topic is brought up during the uh, during the uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and all the racial tension, and then all of a sudden our our, our <laughs> logo uh, is is offensive. I, I find the, the timing of that to, to be suspect. Well, the timing's just a sign of our times, period. I mean, all this whole thing is kind of, it's all coming to a head with everything as far as that stuff goes, the racial inequality, injustice, all that stuff. It's all going that direction. Everything is included. And if we think anything is excluded from that, we are sadly mistaken. Good point. Um, I would just like to point out that there is a difference between ignorance and stupidity. And I can absolutely suggest that it was ignorance as a child when his, if his mother told him that that's what that represented. But as an adult and a leader in the church, he should have been taught or had it explained to him that just like you said, Ryan, it is two separate things, a cross and a flame, representing two distinct works of grace. Absolutely. Salvation through the cross and a second work of grace through the Holy Spirit. At that point, if they refuse or he refuses to acknowledge that, now we've jumped over to stupidity. Wow. That's a truth bomb, and you are exactly right. Uh, two works of grace, in fact... Uh, my next follow-up question was, what does the cross and flame really represent? Nikki, you took um, the words right out of my, my, right out of my mouth. Um, the two, the twin flames, they're, mm -hmm. they're cleft at, at part. That also represents Pentecost, how the flame uh, spread to all the 120. And also, it's the unification of two different denominations coming yes. together. Now, the EUB and the old Methodist Church. Yes, yes John. Now, uh, excuse me for not not knowing this, but uh, is is this uh, pastor that's leading this this uh, uh, charge? Uh, is he part of the New Methodist, or is he? Well, John, why don't you define since you well, broached that? What is well, New Methodist? Well, well is, is he is 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 he part of the? more conservative or uh, of, of more of a, uh, a liberal faction of the uh, Methodists? I have no idea. I've not, does it matter? I've not, yeah. I, it, well, I, it, it, it kind of does because, you know, uh, with, with, along with the split, you know, you talk about change. That's that's their whole that's their whole uh, message behind it is we've got to change we got to change well they're changing a lot of things and they're leaving out a lot of important things important parts of the Bible that should be taught that they're not teaching anymore on there so yeah it is important you know is this is this just another tactic on the left to to uh, to uh, create more chaos and destruction for Methodism as a whole you know maybe. Well, if logos and branding mean something... And it does. Well, it does to uh, almost half of the United Methodist Church that resides in, the, con in the, the continent of Africa because regardless of what happens after the 2021 General Conference, they absolutely want the cross and flame. I mean, it, it's amazing that... And the vast majority 
were being attacked by dogs uh, from the vast majority of... And Greg, that's okay. They're Methodist dogs. Okay, that's fine. It's kind of like Ronald Reagan before he went into surgery after being shot. He said, I trust you gentlemen are all Republican. But uh, anyway... But uh, anyway, getting back to that. No, I mean, here's, here's a continent made up of primarily... And again, I know they're not African-American. I know they've right. not been... Sl- but, but still... It, it just it they embrace it. It is life. It it means everything to them. They they have already dealt with their own form of racism over there on there. I mean, you talk about tribalism. Yep. It's why it's alive and well. It in, sure is sub sub-Saharan Africa. So, so uh, but anyway, that that's all. So if if it is, let's say that. Let's say that uh, the the Reverend uh, Oliphant and uh, actually the gentleman that brought it up was be the the Reverend Cowley. If the Reverend Cowley was to go, whichever way he goes, whatever decide. I mean, what should the logo be? If not that, what defines quickly and visually Methodism? Well, it sure isn't across uh, overlooking a rainbow. <sighs> that's for sure. That's but- a really good question. I mean, uh, I think that's again branding. That when you visually see something, it ought to evoke the response that the brand desires. That's right. When, and, and, so, and, and when you see the cross and flames, you think Methodist. You think Methodist. That's exactly right. Because, I mean, it it, it is our essence. You know, we're not just salvation guys, although that's huge. It's it's more than that. It is mm-hmm. salvation and the pursuit of holiness, entire sanctification. I mean, how do you represent that in a thing? Well, you, you know, um, logos themselves price. are worth a fortune. The, the, when the U, yeah. when the when the UMC United mm-hmm. in '68, they paid a dude very well to design that logo. Right, and 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 you know. You know when when uh, you ask what, what is this object, and I'm holding up a red can with a white stripe uh, 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 swerved into it on there. You 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 know it's a Coca-Cola can That's right. on there. It it is it is recognition. It's been that way for hundreds of years. Okay, and it's the same way with the the, the Methodist logo on there. Well, actually, the Methodist logo only came about in '68. Yeah. The EUB had the fire and the Latin cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Methodist Church just had the cross. As long as I've been a Methodist, well, okay. But I have. I am older than the UMC. Okay, a lot. Yeah. 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 A lot. How many people can say that? No. Well, none, none of us here have a Social Security seven. Right. No, so, right. 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 But I mean, I mean, seriously, what if if I mean, don't sit there and tear it down unless you have something to replace it with, right? Uh, and you that, never ask a question at a business meeting unless you have a solution or a potential. And and, yeah. and, and, and that's something that was never discussed in that article in there. That uh, they're, they're, what their options are. You know why that is, John? Because they don't know themselves. It's a. You're right. B. It's always easier to tear down yes. than it is to create Absolutely. and build up. Yeah, we, you know, it, it's it's a microcosm of humanity. I mean, little people in the church. How many times have you had churches destroyed by negativity? And I'm not saying this this Reverend Cowley is 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 by any means trying to destroy the church, quote unquote. But it's just a microcosm of how easily the church can be torn down well, by people. And, rather and, and, than you know, this is this is the first step. This is the first step 
of them tearing it piece by piece by piece on there. Now, Ryan, I, what you got? You brought up a good point. You know, this this pastor may be wonderful, for all we know. He, right. he may you know be nothing just about stellar. Reverend Cowley. Right. Um, to me, this comes back to a whole uh, a, a teaching moment. Because perhaps he doesn't really know what the flag means. He's just seeing a flame and he's seeing a cross and he's going, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, as opposed to, okay, he, he's a preacher, this represents he's a the work of the cross. This represents the gift of grace, the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is what this represents as opposed to, oh, it's flaming. You know, like, come on. Hold on a like, second. This is a teaching moment. Absolutely. How do you become a Methodist minister or know. a Methodist preacher and not know what the, uh, what the cross John, and flame means? Listen, if that was addressed... We wouldn't be having the problems that we're having right yeah. now. In the no, the reason Church. we're having the problems now is because we have this big giant racial movement going no, through the country. No, this started way before the racial movement. Way before the racial movement. That the the the. Uh, the uh, this goes deeper than that. This goes to the reason why we're splitting and everything else. There has been bad piss poor theology taught in seminary. There has tearing been, down the religion. Yeah, piece that, by piece. By peace. Yes. But had this been addressed early on, we wouldn't be in the boat we're in right now. Well, That's all I'm saying. That's it. Well, so <laughs> moving Sorry. along. Okay. No, that, this is good Good stuff because it, it is. It comes down to, you know, the presenting issue of the reason we've got the protocol. The presenting issue, it's much deeper than that. And, and Ryan's touched on it. You've touched on it. If we were all truly ministers and laity and people of the book, the Bible, and what it means and, and how we should treat each other and how our framework, you know, we talked about we're seeing everything through the lens of, of racial mm -hmm. problems right now. Mm -hmm. If we look through that lens of God and we look through the lens that the Holy Spirit says the Christian life and the outlook should be, this is not a problem. This is not a problem. You know, the cross itself that killed our Savior was a horrible shame to anybody else. Yep, right. It says in the Bible, cursed is that one who hangs on a tree. Yep. So from the, from the Jews and everybody else's perspective, Jesus was cursed, and yet the Christians clung to that symbol of shame and execution. Mm -hmm. It can change. It does mean different things. Mm -hmm. And 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 we have to frame our viewpoint of things not from popular culture or cause celeb, but from the inspiration and the Word of God. Amen. I 100% agree with you, Greg. But but you and I both know, all of us know here that that that's not the direction that some people are heading uh, in in the Methodist movement. Uh, thus the split. And, and thus the split, and it's and their main objective is to create chaos, disruption, and eventually tear it down. Or, or do you agree with that? You know, when 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 you have when when you have a a a local minister of the Methodist Church say, "I really don't know if there's heaven or hell." What? No, that's a problem. That's a huge, and that goes back huge to problem. This is teaching yeah. stuff. You know, this so, is stuff that so these... so in in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there going, "Did this guy really? Was he really called to be a minister, or did he just think of it as, hey, this is a, a cool a, thing a, to do? A good, I could a, a, good a good paying and, yeah. gig right here. 
You know, I get a big enough church, I could be six figures and right now. And I think now. the United Methodist Church has found that they have a lot of people pastoring churches and a lot of people, you know, in leadership in churches that were not actually called to be in the leadership of those churches to begin with. It, it was it was money you know? driven. I, uh, I guarantee. And, and I think they've revamped some uh, requirements on there. I stuff agree. As far as getting through all that, but um, you know, another thing too, though, if you are an un uneducated on what the United Methodist symbol was, okay, mm -hmm. and our flag, okay, and you were an African American, you were a black man, mm -hmm. how would you perceive it? And I'm just asking the question because I, I don't know. Not, not well, any of that, us can that, probably that, answer that. That, but. that. that symbol has been around for so long on there. It, 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 it's, it's different if the entire cross was burning exactly. on there. You know that's, but that's what the KKK that. does. They they burn the entire mm -hmm. and, 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 and and it's it's a total different uh, symbol than what the Methodists have. I agree with okay, that. Okay, so if if the if the Methodists since what sixty eight, however, if you're uneducated on that, how would you perceive it? You would still recognize it. You would still recognize it. Nikki, go ahead. What you got? Ignorance mm -hmm. is tolerated until. You know, maybe these people need to have this explained to them. Mm -hmm. Then at that point, if they refuse to recognize it as such, now it's just, it's no longer because of what the uh, emblem is. It's now, I'm bowing my neck up and I'm going to stand on this ground and I'm going to die on this ground because I've already made the point. Yeah. It's interesting to note that the Church Probably. of God also has a cross and a circular flame. Mm-hmm. I don't hear anybody, and there's quite a few African Americans in the Church of God. Uh, there, there, there are several are, are churches. They, are, are they currently going through a split right now? John, I don't know every denomination, but I do know a lot in the Wesleyan family. side of the house, family of denominations. It is a presenting issue. Whether it's happening, the Church of God is what we call Pentecostal. Mm -hmm. if, if that's kind of happening in that, I don't know that for a fact. I just know when I see a Church of God emblem, which is one right down the road from where I live, it's got a cross and a flame circling it. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got the Nazarene. They've got the Bible. They've got a dove. And they've got a flame. Right. No cross there, though. No cross, but are we setting off PETA? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, you know, I'm I'm a bird lover. Bird so, burnings. Uh, there you go. That's a wow. What's for dinner? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 wow. I, I own a barbecue stand, and I'm offended by uh, by that <laughs> barbecued squab. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this took a downward. Well, so looking well, at all the well, well, hang well, on, well, we're, we're running out of time. Well, hold on, Greg. Make it quick. This is real quick on here. You know, to answer your guy's question on there, you know, with that logo. And the length of time that it has been with the Methodist Church on there, it's easy to identify that logo with that, per se, Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. Okay? Just like the red doors of an Episcopal Church mm -hmm. on there. You've had them for years and years and years. You go by a church, you got red doors. Oh, that's an Episcopal Church on there. It, Does even the Episcopalian know what that means? I have no idea. I have no we idea. enter into the presence of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thus, you have red doors in an Episcopal Church or an Anglican Church. Well, why do the brothels in Europe have red doors? I, I don't know why uh, that. I, know. I do know why okay. the Anglican and the Episcopal okay. Church. Okay, maybe they were brothels at one time. I don't know. 
So who John's knows? a good Episcopalian, yes. by the way. So, yeah, no, I'm Reformed Episcopal. <laughs> Reformed. Okay, so looking at General Conference 2021 and all the other garbage, when I say garbage, I mean loving garbage. With all this other stuff we've got to go on, we've got going on in 2021, is this really, is this issue a big issue or are we just debating chair placement on a sinking ship in the North Atlantic, <laughs> April the 12th, 1912? <laughs> um, personal opinion is no, this is not a big deal. Right? My personal opinion is if he would, and I, okay, now let me start over. I'm not questioning whether this is a man of God. Mm -mm. I am going to question the motives, though. Because considering the upheaval that is occurring in our nation right now, if he really cared as much about his church and his church people, this would not be the time to bring that up. We don't need more added to the um, discourse yeah. that's going on with our nation. And discord in our church. Yes. Which is right. yeah. This is not the time. Right. I I I, I agree uh, with both of them on there. I'm not going to dive too much into this one on there. Yeah, I, this is like. I just think this is this is uh, like you said. This is like uh, you know your house the is on Gettysburg fire. and I'm yes. mowing the grass on there and worrying about who's winning the tic tac toe. <laughs> yeah. There, there you, know? you go. That's exactly right. That, that's a good analogy. Your house is burning down. And you're worried about mowing the grass. Well, you know what okay. is like a house burning down? Tell me, Greg. It's like structural failure on any type of aerospace structure. And and because that needs immediate attention, it can't be delayed. This is why you have companies like Innovative Tooling Services. These guys have fastening system, installation tooling knowledge. They've got application tooling experience. That's why they're on the leading edge of aerospace tooling. If you have a, a if you've got a structures job to do, if you've got to remove fasteners, reinstall, or you're building new, Innovative Tooling and their fine tooling relationship counselors are the guys you need to talk to. <laughs> you can contact them at 1-800-832-7009 or look them up on the World Wide Web at InnovativeTooling.com. And we'll be back. And we're back. So, in our annual conference, which will remain Name, unnamed and nameless. undisclosed, we just open our churches, and unless your congregation has had a reportable COVID case, uh, you're free to uh, open and uh, as long as you practice social distancing and masking and stuff like that. So, now that it's, I wouldn't say universal, but now the annual conference has been open wide. Any thoughts about this, good, bad, or indifferent? Uh, I think it's about time. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of watching Paul, uh, you know, Charles Stanley on TV. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm not. He's, he's a good, good, good man. Uh, I think, I think that uh, uh, with the uh, with with the COVID outbreak on there. Uh, and again, uh, not knowing not knowing the length of how long this is going to be on there. 
I wasn't a big huge fan. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a big huge fan that they put the limitations on us not going to church. I wasn't a big fan of uh, uh, you know the 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 bishop uh, closing down the church. I still think it was politically motivated. Uh, I think it was a power struggle on, uh, on that person's part. I think part. we have a long track record of podcasts. Yeah, dis yeah uh, discussing yeah. So, our uh, so, so, displeasure so, with the whole. But thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm actually very thrilled that uh, we're allowed to come back into church. I think it's uh, needed, and and I really hope that the numbers. I know right now the numbers are way 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 down still. Uh, I, I just hope that the numbers will uh, will slowly uh, uh, creep up. Well, you you ran you you have swerved into my next question, <laughs> Ryan. Yes, sir. Now that we've opened back up, and you know it's kind of like that little child's game where here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors, and here's all the people. Mm -hmm. We're looking at a rather small congregation mm -hmm. uh, post COVID. So, will things ever be the same again? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you have a estimated timeline for that? You know, I, I find it. I don't, I'm not surprised you're asking me, considering I'm the one who uh, was closest on the whole COVID thing when we were talking about how long this whole thing would last, and I still undershot the mark quite a bit, but I was still further along than you all were. Um, I, I think we're stuck like Folks, this. This is a called a victory lap. You, you, yes, it was. Uh, you said oh. it would last as long as Biden got in office. I did That's not you say said. that. I never yeah. said that. You know that. Um, I, I think we are, this is our normal for the foreseeable future. I, I don't have a time on when, but I would not put it this time next year. Uh, still having to follow these kind of guidelines, masking in church and all this stuff i wouldn't be surprised now do i want it to be that long absolutely not i would love for that to change tomorrow but i, I don't foresee that happening anytime in the near future what do you think the percentage of uh, of people that uh, that uh, are staying at home be because they're required to uh, wear a mask because you know we do have those rebels out there that don't like wearing masks i find that sad but i would say that there are some would you say Twenty percent, thirty. I'd say I'd say it's probably a pretty healthy, probably fifty-fifty between the ones staying home because they don't want to wear a mask and the ones staying home because they're just afraid to, you know, get the virus. I'd I say think, it's probably I, about. I, I also think there's a big uh, portion that are staying home because they got so used to not going to church yeah. and it become habit for and them. And that's a very good possibility, you know. Nikki, what do you think, Nikki? Y'all went on so long. What was the original <laughs> question? <laughs> Will things ever be the same again? <laughs> um, I've done that before. I, I'm, I don't Yes, I believe it will be. Mm -hmm. I believe it will be. Um, and I don't think it's going to take as long as you think. Of course, I was also the one saying that it would be over in a few weeks. And, you know, I thought the 15-day... Um, let's flatten the curve meant let's flatten the curve and be done with it. I didn't know it meant we can't open up until we have no more illnesses, you know, but that's beside the point. What about with the vaccine coming out? That's what I was just going to ask. What if they get a vaccine? Now, that goes to another thing. Is it going to be a requirement? Well, I would not think so. I would not either, but what if a company or a business says, you can't come participate in our, uh, let's say, let's say I want to go on a cruise and the cruise line right. says you cannot book a cruise unless you show me proof yep. that you've had the vaccine. 
I know what my homie Benny Franklin's would say. He who... Tr- uh, no, you forgot it. Yeah, I forgot it. He who trades. Yeah, he who trades liberty for security deserves neither. Mm. I think those companies that uh, that uh, are would require on their there, there's a liability factor there too because what happens if they if they require someone to take the vaccine and, they, and it has a negative effect. I, I don't foresee churches going that far, but I, you know, cruise lines, stuff like that. I already know, you know, like our local hospital or local health healthcare system, any of their workers, it is going to be mandatory for them to have it when it comes out. Well, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I was sitting there uh, listening to the news, and 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 uh, they said the majority of the blue states are are refusing to, uh, if the vaccine comes out, they they want more additional testing because they don't trust. You know, so uh, not only is masking falling along political lines, vaccinations will now start to fall along political lines. Oh, absolutely. The the whole mask thing being a political thing just blows my mind. It is. Whether we want it, it does blow my mind. You know, and and it's a shame, too, because because you can go on any any TV right now and, and the states are... Are, are, are saying, well, this makes you stronger, mask up for Massachusetts, whatever, you know, and it's, it's just, it is one state after another just, uh, just pushing that, uh, that fear. Well, let's, you know? let's rope it back to our local congregation. We've been talking about in a macro sense. Let's talk a micro. Yep. Our, our, our local church. We were a church well north of 100 people, okay. mm-hmm. average mm-hmm. attendance. Average. Now we're struggling to have 70 or 80 post. Now, now that well, again, we just first opened, so it could, you know, people could come and back. It's starting to. It's starting to. Right, right. But will, you know, are we going to have a 20% loss long term? Is it going to be a 25? And what does that, how does that affect I just wonder, ministry? Well, in the future, okay. Well, it is. it's going to definitely make it a lot more challenging uh, for that particular minister. Uh, but I, I would say uh, that um, you're not going to get everybody back on here. No, I, I, I think there's some people that left the ship and went elsewhere that didn't have the the regulations that we Methodists put upon ourselves. As a matter of fact, as I was coming home from church today, we we pass a uh, we we pass a a Baptist church on our way way to the house on there, and they're still doing the drive-in tune your radio to eighty-eight point one whatever, and uh, there's that Methodist right. dog. Uh, and, anyways, uh, 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 and it was jam-packed full. The parking lot was full, and uh, you know I'm assuming that uh, if they were inside the building, it would be equally jam-packed full. Uh, uh, and so I, I don't know. Well, you know, I passed two churches, uh, the Assembly of God Church, and it was packed on there. So I, I think we've lost some because because we put you know, so many constraints on there. It, but it's also important to know we're not open full pool yet by any means. No, no. you know, restrictions. Are, I get it. I get the whole mask thing. I do. I, I 100% get it, and I agree with it. Sorry, but I do. And, uh, but we're losing because we're not able to have kids 
right now, currently in our church. We're hobbled. Uh, we're hobbled in our yeah. external ministry. That may be ministry. why some of the other churches are so full, because people have fed up with us. Exactly. They've left, yeah. and they've gone to well, other churches. Well, that's, that's my third point that uh, actually wasn't written, but I thought about it, and I'm now going to enter it. Is, is this, you know, the, the, the institutionalists within our church mm-hmm. are not necessarily... Uh, have 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 a warm and fuzzy feelings toward the conservative and the orthodox, and it seems to be those who are of that mindset are looking for the ability to worship with other people. So, is yeah, I don't, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but is this all right? A culling of think? the herd. I think, uh, you know... From a, the institutionalist perspective? I, I, I think we did a, a, a big uh, disfavor uh, to the practicing young family with little children uh, in the Methodist Without Church. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, they seriously it, it, was, it, it, was, it was shameful, to be honest with you. Uh, and, 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 you know, our, our, local, our local pastors' our hands were tied. Absolutely. Because this is, not, it, please, it, it, this is not a pastor thing. No, it, it, above, it absolutely is not on there. And, right. and, 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 and I hate to say this, but you can, you can tell, in the, in the, especially the message today on there, he, there's a lot of frustration in his, uh, his tone and his reflection on there. Trust me, I've been listening to podcasts and blogs, and it's across denomination wide. Right. So, I mean, everybody's tired. Of it, this. And again, that goes back to the statement that was said earlier in the podcast about little bits and pieces uh, to dismantle our 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 religion on there. You, you know that old saying: "How do you eat an elephant one, one bite, bite at, at a time. time?" That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Very good. Moving on, our third scatter shooting, uh, our trinity of uh, uh, questions and, and subjects today. You know, I read a lot. Uh, I, I travel a lot for business, and I have a lot of quiet time. I read and I listen to a lot of podcasts, to all things Wesleyan. And it seems to me that there will be a push after the assumed, and we all assume it's going to be adopted, the adoption of the protocol of reconciliation and grace through separation. That's that's almost Orwellian, but I digress. But we assume that there will be a, th- this will be adopted, especially among the theologians and thought leaders of of the conservative and orthodox wing of United Methodism. There, there's a thought about how church will be, mm-hmm. you know, in 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 each different expression after post split. And I've heard. A, from from the conservative side, a very intentional uh, and heavy d- desire to go back to the future of a distinct method of catechesis, progression and holiness, and Christian discipleship, mm-hmm. and and what and how this will manifest itself is is we're going to see the renewal of the quote unquote method in Methodism, hence our name, uh, which which will which has a desire of ultimately leading to the experience of the exclusively Methodist doctrine of entire sanctification. Now, I've kind of couched that, meaning that the conservatives believe to get their mojo back, we're going to have to go back Mm -hmm. to the way it was. We're going to have to go back to emphasizing personal holiness, the doctrine of entire sanctification. Otherwise, we're just going to be a new thing saying the same thing and are going to get the same results. Yep. 
insanity. That is the definition of insanity. Thus being said, so what I'm hearing is the heavy lifting of this method, quote-unquote, will happen through a renewal of the class and band meetings. Mm -hmm. That being said, will this renewed emphasis on small group catechesis and same-sex accountability band groups be an overall good thing, do you think, or a negative thing? Great thing. It will be a great thing. Unpack it. Iron sharpens iron. We're not meant to do this thing alone. We need those accountability groups. We need to be... 100 percent open and honest with one another we need to be able to grow together and that's how you do it i mean it's that small group fellowship it's that investing in one another and you know uh, investing in one another's lives to a point that we don't do in sunday school even no you know um it's getting it's getting back to that and, and that's what's oh it's so important I mean, it's so yeah, important. Ryan, I, I think you're going to fall down uh, when I say this, but I 100% agree with you on that. That's great. Wow. Wow, well, yeah. I think there's going to be so much tension um, in the church when we finally do come back because you're going to have the two succinct groups, those that believed wholeheartedly in the mass and the, the not assembling, the this and that and the other, and then you've got the group that have so frustrated that we haven't been able to have church, haven't been able to get together. And I think there's going to be a lot of resentment between the two factions. Hmm. And I think because I think the, I think you're going to have one group that like the mass that are going to want to keep it and want to kind of try to keep these limitations on the church individually. Um, and then you're going to have the group in the church that are fed up with it. And I think you're going to have friction. Hmm. Well, let me ask you a question. Getting back to the original question, do you think, uh, do you think the, the overall emphasis on society and band meetings or, or accountability groups and discipleship groups, do you think that will be an overall good or a negative thing? I think it'll be an overall good but I think as far as the church as a whole, I think it's going to separate simply because you're going to have, you're going to have obviously like-minded people hang together. People that want to iron sharpen iron, that well, want to and, 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 have that accountability. And, 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 and I understand that, and, and I'm going to throw, throw something else in there. I think it's going to take, uh, I think it's going to take people making an effort to be part of that band I mean, uh, you know, Greg, we, we, we've tried doing the, the off-site Sunday school and have not had uh, a great Sorry. turnout. Uh, and it's, uh, it, it's people have other things to do in their lives on there. Well, when, when the churches, and I, and I hope that they, they really push this on there because I think it's important for your spiritual growth and your personal accountability on there, uh, I, I think uh, I think once once it gets started and uh, and people see the benefit from that, uh, I think it'll it'll catch on. I don't think you'll see as much friction on there. I think you'll the, the friction you're going to see is in the beginning when they have to uh, give up their their Tuesday night for you know something else. You know mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be the challenge on there. You know. Little going back in history, you had a people that fought for their independence, right. and yet they willingly 
submitted to requirements to be a part of a society. Mm -hmm. And then if, if they wanted to grow in that discipleship, the minimum requirement is you had to make your class meeting and and, and you had literally had to get your ticket punched. And and, and if you missed four meetings in a quarter, you were no longer on the book. And and, and I I totally understand that. And I totally, but are those people different? And, and how's that going to roll with 21st century America? Well, you know, is the Methodist church, the new Methodist church going to come back and say, Greg, you weren't there Tuesday, uh, for your band meeting. And I don't mean, you know, in the garage with guitars, you know, small group, 18th century band, Yeah, right. band of Mary. Band. No, what, what he's going to get, he's going to get a phone call yeah. saying, Hey, uh, where are right you? There. What, what's going on? As opposed to, it, it may not be a requirement necessarily. Is it, well, I guess the question I'm going to ask is: Is is the church going to have teeth in that bark, or 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 you know, or are you going to sit there and say because you haven't made it uh, out of the last three band meetings, we're going to kick you out of the Methodist but church? I think if you do have, if it does have uh, teeth in that. I think the you'll the, lose the, more. You'll lose a lot of people. Yeah. You'll have a much smaller group, but the small group that you have will be strong. How many times have you heard this? Uh, uh, you know, ninety uh, percent uh, of the work is done by ten uh, percent of the people. Absolutely, you know, and, and I think you know. it's going to be that ratio in the beginning. You're going to have the dedicated, diehard Methodist people that are going to be involved with that. Uh, you know, for example, out of that hundred plus north of hundred, how many of those people go to Sunday school? Probably, I'd say twenty five percent, maybe. Oh, yeah, let us okay, and Eight? and that's the same day as church. You know, right. okay, and they just happen to already already be there, and they're already there. Right. So you throw in another day. On there, that you can't ask too much of people well, nowadays. You know, I mean, Jesus only died for you. I, I'm on your side. I'm going to be part of that. I'm, no, just, I understand. I'm being a realist. I've gotten I'm very being, comfortable without well, here's the sacrifices. Thing. That's exactly right. You got to be willing to sacrifice. It is amazing exactly. to me. All of these guys, and some of them are young, some of them are my age, mostly are my age and under. And to a man, when they give their personal testimonies, they said, I went to seminary, I was a cradle Methodist, and I had never even heard of the doctrine of entire sanctification. Right. In fact, there was a group of guys that said when they went to, to Asbury Seminary, there was a guy that said, so, are, have you ever heard of entire sanctification? You know, oh, basically, he said, there's no reason for the Methodist church to exist other than the doctrine of entire sanctification. You take that away, we're all either PCA or Baptists. Pretty much. He said, so, and he said every one of those seminary students had not even heard. They were raised in the church, had not even heard of the doctrine of entire sanctification. You know why this whole small group thing, and then to touch on that point, there's people sitting in our congregation, and I hate to say this, that don't know the gospel. I 100% agree with that, too. So that's that's what this small group's about. This small group is about us, you know, We've got a thirst for it. We've got a want. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. We've got to want it. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. if we right. don't, then... Hey, because if we don't, It's Ryan, all going to fall apart. That, that's right. They're, they're, we're just going to have a new title, a new logo. Absolutely. Same stuff. 
Okay. And how's that working now? Not too good. No, I don't think so. Speaking of new logo... Um, Back to question one. No, you know, you, you, you talked about the logo. You didn't mention the, the, the new name that was. Well, it's, it's, it's not official. Right. It's been bandied about. Uh, people are talking about the at least the conservative expression of the potential split. You know, I was sitting there thinking about that. Uh, Greg and I had this discussion prior to uh, the podcast, probably a week, week or so prior to that, uh, about the global Methodist versus the United Methodist. And, and, and I told you, I wasn't in favor of the name, and, and I'm just going to shoot this out to you. I'm still not in favor of the name, and, and, I, like, and I still like the United Methodist better because it encompasses everything already. But so, when we're no longer united, that word... And united means a closing of the ranks, yes. a viewing inward. Global yeah. looks outward. To me, it seems because the Church of Jesus Christ is greater than nations, tribes. To me, that 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 name, you know, where we're talking about branding on there, it, it just makes it seem like they're trying to go more worldly than than uh, than going. Well, after. when you realize there's more spirit-filled Methodists outside the United oh, States, absolutely, than in. You know, I, 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 had, I had a discussion with a What's in a name? Well, I had a discussion with a gentleman this week that uh, spent two years in Africa. On their, and I asked him, I said, so is the Christian religion uh, really growing in Africa? And he said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, so if it's, if it's growing uh, bound over bound over bound uh, in, in Africa, why can't we have that here? You know why? Why, why can't we, we be African Methodists? We don't. We don't want it. We don't reason. want it. We are not willing That's to exactly set aside right. an hour, John. And our our you, Africans have the same amount of time no. as North Americans. Yet we will not. They'll go to church two or three or four times a week. We're lucky to get an hour and a half to two. Right. What, what happens to water when it stops flowing? It becomes it stagnant. stagnant. And then what happens to that stagnant water? It grows bacteria. Bacteria yep. comes, that's where we're at. We've been stagnant for too long, and we've got so much bacteria within our uh, denomination, within the Christian church as a whole right now. we got to get the flowing Africans again. should be in charge, and we we've should follow what they say do. Well, the Africans are doing the new old thing. Yep. Yes. Yep. And they're growing. Yep. And, and we're we not follow. doing it, and we're falling on our face. Yep. But they're wearing masks, so. Oh, shut up! About <laughs> <laughs> well, a little, little history, one, one cloth, not man. They, they pretty much after the Civil War, they pretty much stopped the society meeting, and they definitely stopped the band meetings, and and uh, but you look at the time. Oh, and and I'll I'll finish with the John Wesley quote. But you you look at the greatest growth of Methodism was from the end of the of the Revolution to the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And John Wesley said in, in his journal, he said where the doctrine of Christian perfection slash entire sanctification is not preached, growth and, and instruction and, and the Christian faith is not will not grow. So when's the last time you heard that uh, come out of a preacher's mouth? Not necessarily our preacher, but... Friday night. Call, I, was, I was watching the New Room Conference. 
okay. and they talked about the second half of the gospel, the growth in holiness. Mm-hmm. There, there is Methodist is the original holiness denomination, and it, it, and and justification is beautiful. It's the main thing, but the other half of that main thing is growth in holiness and entire consecration to God. Okay. Just like we don't stop at birth, otherwise you got a baby puking on himself and, and, and defecating on himself. You want him to be an adult in the fullness and the stature of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's so what holiness is. Let me ask this, this question then. Um, when's the last time you heard that preached in, your, in, in our church? Okay, you've answered that question. I will not. I will claim the fifth. <laughs> well, uh, uh, and, and I love my pastor. And, I, I uh, do too. I, you know, I, I, no, I respect and and but, but it it has to be done. It has to be done. Otherwise, our denomination, we we there's no reason for us to exist. I agree. I agree. Well, as we end the podcast, you can find this episode and other Across the Rail podcast episodes on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes, please take time to give us a five-star rating. That's five. That's it. One less than six, one more than four. Thank you. <laughs> if you have questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers or jeers, only to John, at comments <laughs> at acrosstherail.com. I always get the hate Or man. look up Across the Rail podcast <laughs> on the Twitters by our handle at across underscore rail and on Facebook at Across the Rail podcast. Please give us a like there and leave us any feedback or questions. Hey, and if Thank there, you so much for listening, and, John. And if there's a topic you guys want us to discuss... Uh, please send it to us on there. Very good. Absolutely. Who wants to close us out with prayer? Nikki, why don't you close us out in prayer? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you for this time together. Lord, thank you that we can come together and discuss things that may or may not be politically correct, but they're always relevant. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to be the iron that sharpens iron. Yeah. And uh, I pray that you would open our eyes and reveal to us areas that we may be wrong, we may be lacking, and uh, and just help us in that. I pray that you would be with those that are listening to this podcast, Lord, that hopefully you spoke to them in a special way as only you can. And just be with us this day. Be with our nation. Amen. Be with our church. Amen. Be with your people. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.